we have to recognize the elephants that are lacking in the room. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Hail and well met, and welcome to another episode of Self Evident. I am Bryn, and here with me are the hosts, Jenna and Kenna Rose. A while ago, a couple weeks ago, whatever it may be, we did a podcast that was a Q&A podcast. We had you guys send in or Instagram some questions, and we have some questions left over, so we are going to just finish the questions. Yes, we are. Yeah. And before we get into that, Alyssa and Eliana are on special assignment. Yeah. They, well, schedules they are really lives. busy. Yes. They have but, lives. And, and we were interviewing someone in interviews. We usually do less of the hosts because yeah. otherwise we have like five people talking over one person. And that's, that's just not feasible. So huge shout out to Reba for being the person that we yes. interviewed. Yes. She was Thank phenomenal. Cool. And huge shout out to Alyssa and Eliana, who we know that we're, they're not going to be listening to this anyway. So why are we shouting them out? Continue. I don't know. Okay. So the first question, how long have we known each other? Honestly, forever. Yeah. Well, consider, considering that it's for all of the hosts, let's just say that I've known the Hardians for basically ever because our dads knew each other and we were forced to hang out when we were kids. And now that we're actually more towards adulthood i don't want to say we're all adults because we don't act like it we're good friends i would say that they're some yeah. of the coolest friends that i have Definitely. i would concur oh. with oh, Jenna. thank she you i just agree our... with that and he was like <laughs> i sound really like non-humble right now i'm sorry guys well, jenna I is one you of do need to take classes coolest in coolest friends that's the point <laughs> and then i've known Alyssa for uh when since i was uh at my first church so i've known her since i was about four or five years old and the hardians were able to meet her 2020 i think it was i think it was 2019 because we didn't we well i think that i met Alyssa because we were working on maybe doing a blog before we decided to do a podcast i first really met her like this year to answer your question we kind of been around in each other's lives and i was the person that intersected these two social circles i'm very glad that you did because this is a blast yes there are things that are in the works that we are not going to talk about right now but we're excited exciting we're excited yeah Moving on to another question, which I am actually very excited about because why not? What are your favorite phrases? Why don't we try to guess each other's? Because (laughs) phrases, I would say one of, well, I don't know if it's a favorite phrase of yours, Kenna, but I know that you go around and you say phrases like, oh, indubitably or most Uh, assuredly. 100%. Would those qualify as favorite phrases? I think so. Definitely. Yeah. You guys aren't going to guess mine. Cause I don't think I've only guys. I have to tell you something. That is your favorite <laughs> that's your phrase. favorite phrase. No, you guys, you guys will learn why that is my favorite phrase. What that? Why it doesn't that even is so make funny. any sense. It and I don't find sense. it hilarious you guys, at all. You guys will it figure does. out why it is so funny at some point soon. But okay, I really want to just tell you my other ones because they're really funny. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. So one, my guy. That's not even that funny. But I, I love saying my guy. <gasps> and then two, be still my beaten heart. It's so funny. That's that's a bit <laughs> stereotypical. <laughs> Well, then, we've learned that Bryn likes to imitate genres of accents, so that's, that's new. I mean, I just like that I phrase. I didn't say, actually mean to do the accent. Jenna, I don't know if you have a phrase that you repeat a ton, a ton, but one thing I noticed that you do very often in conversation is you will pull up a quote. Definitely. Or, like, a verse or something and fit it into the conversation so well. She does oh, it. It's amazing. It's a skill. And then, like, you have... 
Okay, I don't know if you would call this a phrase, but you do these allegories in your speech. They are the best things ever. Okay, her allegories are so funny. If any of you guys have seen some of the things that Self Evident has posted, and they're really funny and clever and allegorious. Allegorical. (laughs) Allegorical. It's Jenna. She has a complete way with words. It's insane and it's hilarious and I love it. Oh, shucks, Mr. Frodo. (laughs) (laughs) And she does it right there. Oh, man, that was beautiful. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I want to know what's each one of your guys's, or you two, technically, favorite Starbucks order. (laughs) Okay. I haven't ordered anything from Starbucks. Technically, we're going to pretend that it's not Starbucks because it's an evil organization. I've recently been discovering that I actually can drink coffee once in a while. Oh. If it's not, if it doesn't taste incredibly burnt. Which means I don't really do Starbucks because they do something with their coffee where it they burn it and that's like kind of like their trademark. Really, taste. they just make it delicious. Uh, to each Depending their own. Depending on your um, flavor tastes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but they had this one drink that I really actually was able to consume most of it. Oh, nice. Um, it's called chocolate cream cold brew or something Ooh. like that. I was able to drink that. Oh. And I had only quarter left. That's good. That I, sounds good. I know. I know. Well, when I drink coffee, for reference, I can only take a sip of it just to boost what little energy I have and kind of oh. expand on that, like use that for like hey, Jenna, fuel. Have you tried sleep? What's what's that? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't actually remember the last time I've been to Starbucks. She does tea. The thing is, I can't I stand the flavor of coffee and I can't drink dairy or i can't have dairy Mm -hmm. so starbucks is coffee and dairy often but what i do like to do is get frappuccinos without the coffee because it's just dessert liquid dessert (laughs) it's a frozen smoothie we're not a smoothie that's that's healthy and that's frappuccinos are not healthy (laughs) and when i and when you're saying starbucks order i would say more like it would be more of a coffee order per se Mm -hmm. because i'm i'm trying to remember when was the last time i went to starbucks like this past summer i've been able to go out for and i'm doing quotation marks here coffee with friends and we would visit like tiny little cafes or whatnot that's so much fun which is really cool because you get to support small businesses and find out like oh this was actually owned by a christian i've had coffee but not necessarily from starbucks what's that place called nini's nini's deli yes huge shout out to them i was able to uh visit them this year they are in i think the western part of downtown chicago they are fabulously put together little cafe slash deli they have actually coffee that i think you would even be able to oh. drink which is shocking because kind of hates coffee it's true um and they have these delicious little sandwiches and the owner he is beyond amazing he is a extrovert on steroids and he comes up to <laughs> you and like that are so fun and he's he's just genuinely excited to see you at his place and when he finds out you're a believer he just gets he gets more excited than Bryn does which is saying something <laughs> but yes I, I will get off that rant nice what about you Bryn okay okay if I were to go to Starbucks and order what I would want to get I would get their egg sandwich with like the the weird bread thing on top What's it called? It's like the it's bread. It's a croissant? That, maybe. Uh, yes, I think it's like <laughs> croissant. <laughs> it's like the swirly it's thing. It's a croissant. 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 And then 
another one of my favorite phrases. And then a frappuccino, of course. Frappuccinos are. Mm-hmm. And one Nobody thing I can see you. <laughs> sorry. I did like the Italian. Like everybody knows when I when you say like you do the ha- Italian hand gesture. That's what Bryn is doing when she's describing something she loves. She's Italian hand gesturizing. Um, <laughs> but I found out that if you get a frappuccino, because like dairy, I'm not allergic to it, but it's you not. tend to stay away from it. One thing that I have found is that I really like putting almond milk in it instead of like still do the whipped cream because that's just superior but do almond milk instead of like an almond milk base instead of milk base yeah okay that was such a white girl segment for us okay moving on oof all right so the next question which bible passage has impacted you most oh and why not why but like yeah you know okay i i have an answer to this romans chapter seven that chapter was such a huge part of I feel like my testimony in a way okay in, in what terms way? of like well I I was a believer when I like I was I was little I was a Christian but I was still just very focused on the idea that I couldn't be good enough it was like I was just feeling so frustrated because it was like I knew I was a believer and I knew I was saved by faith but also I thought I had to be good and I couldn't be good and I wanted to be good and it, it's like the flesh kept coming and rearing its ugly head like one night I was just like crying because I was feeling so frustrated and upset because I couldn't be good perfect enough. right pretty much my dad showed me two things he showed me the hymn come thou found of every blessing because there's part of that hymn speaks a little bit about that and about I guess being saved by grace and then chap- Romans chapter 7 because it it just it perfectly outlined what I was trying to figure out for I do not do what I want but I do the very thing I hate now if I do what I do not want I agree with the law that it is good so as now it is no longer I who do it but sin that dwells within me and you go on several more verses and it's like who will deliver me from this body of death thanks yeah. be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord so then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. And it was just like a light had dawned or whatever. I was, yeah, it was it was a very wonderful moment. That is amazing. Praise God for the power of his word. What about you, Bren? Okay, so I went through a time when I was younger where I got super scared of like being attacked or being kidnapped, like just stuff like that. And one verse that really, really helped me is Psalms 4.8, In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Because, of course, you, like I'd usually get scared at night, you know. And it just really helps me to, like, just think about it. The Lord's with me. He brings you peace, and he will help you through those times. And that really just, it became my favorite verse for a while. That's amazing. Well, for me, I would say it would be the entirety of Philippians, but mm. specifically chapter two. When when Paul is saying if there's any encouragement of Christ, if there's any comfort from his love, if there's any um, unity in the body of Christ, uh, make my joy complete by being of the same love and being in one accord and of one mind. And then it go, he goes on to instruct them to do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility or count others more significant than yourselves. That verse, I came across it in 2020 and it really struck a chord with me especially when I was watching my my parents uh, go in and out of the hospital with my little brother Owen and seeing how they cared for Owen and then came home and then poured themselves onto the rest of the kids to 
especially my younger brothers who didn't fully understand what was going on with our family at the time. And so they would be like, well, why is mom gone? Why is, why is Owen not here? Uh, why can't we hold Owen when he comes home? Um, so seeing how my parents lived out those verses was very powerful for me. And then recently, last year, my aunt passed away and she was the embodiment of chapter two of Philippians. I've never had such an example as her in my life of someone who found out that she has cancer and it's on the last stages and she just immediately turns around and pours everything or that that's left in her into her family and her friends. That passage of scripture has particular meaning to me just because of the people I've seen live it out literally. Mm. Yeah. That is so amazing. Love that. I love how God puts people into our lives who really just embody different verses and who can really show you what imitating Christ looks like. And and then you it really encourages you and inspires you and keeps you going no matter what because since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we should keep the faith, we should run the race because of the example that they have set before mm. us. And it's such a blessing. Paul starts so many of his letters with, I thank my God always when I think of exactly. you because of, and then he inserts some like Christian virtue that they, they um, have like they, yeah. honed and made yeah. their own. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's such an encouragement when you see fellow believers living it out. Yep. Especially when there's someone that you've known your entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I have another question for us, and I feel like this one's, this one's mainly for Jenna, because I know you probably have a lot to say about it. This would be a really good question for Alyssa, but she's not here. So the person said that I would love to hear discussion on the role of femininity in combating the feminist lies. Well, I would refer you back to episodes, I believe it's um, five and six or six and seven of the Self-Evident podcast, where we actually covered these topics in depth about feminist falsehoods in the church and about feminist falsehoods in the world. Uh, So I would strongly encourage you to go back and look through there, but femininity and combating feminist lies, well, basically how you combat feminism is living all out for Christ. Mm -hmm. That is the one way that you can combat feminism the most potently. So pouring into your community, uh, being hospitable and encouraging your friends, being productive for the kingdom, speaking out for the unborn, and not being ashamed to be a woman. Yeah, that's a good yeah, answer. Well said. I don't think any of us could have said that better. Well, Alyssa could have. But. <laughs> How do I do a better job of bringing God into and my and my faith into my conversations? That's a good question, and it's really hard because I don't know about you two, but I know I have a difficult time doing this in general. I want to, in the way I speak, talk, and act, I want to shine the light of Christ. And we were actually talking about this at Life Group on Sundays, where they were saying, we can live like a Christian and like interact with those around us and be nicer to them, but do they know that it's because we know Christ, which is why we're acting this way? And it's hard. Actually, I think it's a great way for all of us to grow and get out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So for example, say you're in your friend group and there's a lull in the conversation. You can introduce a topic like, say it's after service. What did you guys think of the sermon? I really liked how the pastor explained this, this, and this. Or you're talking one-on-one with a friend and you're like, how's your week been? Just 
just bring up different things that you've found interesting throughout the week and talk about your Christianity. Talk about how you what you've been reading in the Bible. Just bring it up as a subject. Like, did you know that Psalms actually says this? Did you know that JL was actually a person that put a tent peg through someone's head? Like, did you know those stories exist in the Bible? Just or if you're like Jensen, if you're really excited about something you're reading in the Bible, bring it up. Definitely. It's going to feel weird because it's outside of your comfort zone just bringing something like that up especially if you're in a secular friend group it's like a hundred times easier if you're with believing friends yes and that is why bad company corrupts good character if your friends aren't interested in that sort of thing well see if you can get them interested in that sort of thing but then you need to find um peers who are running the same path that you are 100% you can, I, yeah. you can you can absolutely have friends from all different backgrounds and everything but we need the body of Christ to be around us mm-hmm. and to keep keep us on the straight and narrow path for example this this year for me personally um, getting to know the Hardians and getting to know Alyssa and getting to know other people outside of political events and outside of different places that I frequent getting to know actual godly Christian peers that would bring up passages of the bible when i'm discouraged Mm -hmm. that would ask me you know how's how's your spiritual life going like have you been reading your bible those types of questions and accountability is so vital for us as christians especially when when we're when we're young because we need to be able to keep the faith and we have well god willing several years ahead of us where we are going to be out in the world and pursuing all different walks of life and it's so much harder to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which we've been called if you aren't surrounded by people walking in the same way exactly i just wanted to say you can influence your friends that aren't aren't christian but you you also need to have an influence Mm -hmm. in your life as well and i think another thing important to remember is um you can share the gospel with them but don't feel like it's your job to turn them into a believer because you can plant the seed but god gives the growth and so it's very you want to bring up god and your faith in conversations it's a good thing um another way to do it i think is prayer yes offer to pray for your friends even if people don't necessarily believe in the gospel people like it when someone offers to pray for them yeah how can i pray for you this week that definitely i definitely agree with them we're going to do two more questions, and then we're going to end on a light question. So three more questions. <laughs> um, so, in a culture which defines freedom as the ability to do what everyone wants, how do we preach and reflect the true freedom of submission to the truth? Ooh, this is a good question. It's full of so much. One thing that we can start with is just realize that basically what everyone's telling you and most of the mes- mes- messages that you're getting is do what you want, do what makes you happy, just gratify. Follow our, your heart. Yes, follow your heart. Gratify and, the desires of the flesh mm-hmm. basically is the message yes. of the world. And I think that one thing that we need to realize is just being able to say I may want this one thing but I know that it's not right and just being able to one just stop personally for yourself to be able to just stop yourself from doing that one thing or from watching that one movie even or like just stuff like that is something that that helps so having boundaries for yourself Mm -hmm. and knowing what is right and wrong yeah and i think continuing to do that will also show show in your other in in other areas areas of your life 100 percent. 
just like everything too i believe the world has a different definition of freedom necessarily than what would be a scriptural definition 100 percent. because culture really does define freedom as the ability to do whatever i want whenever i want it's no, no boundaries con- no right. limits no boundaries no, no one limits. telling me what to do but what we read often in the bible is live as people who are free not using your freedom as an opportunity to sin but i don't remember the rest of it but something about living like Christ. And I think sometimes too, freedom involves the freedom to lay down your rights in the interest of others yep. and the freedom to submit to Christ, knowing that I am not my own. I was bought with a price and freedom in the way the world. So in biblical terms, you either belong to Christ or you belong to Satan. You, there, There is no freedom in the term of like, I belong to nobody. Right. You either belong to Satan or belong to Christ. And one leads to death and the other leads to eternal life. In, it's in Deuteronomy that where uh, God says, I have set before you two choices, two paths, life or death, choose life. So then it may go well with you. Yeah. And we're told, I think it's in Romans too, that you're slaves to the one you obey. And I think how you preach and reflect the true freedom of submission to the truth would be to live it out, basically. Definitely. To live. sorry. No, go ahead. I think another thing that we also need to learn as with that is we cannot serve two masters. We can only choose one master. We cannot choose the world and God. It's either the world, which leads to death and destruction, or God, which leads to eternal life with him. Right. And living, so living as people who are free, um, would really be living in a Christ-like manner in a way that honors God, having the freedom to say no to those desires of the flesh. Because when you're in sin, you don't really have that freedom. It's only through Christ that you have the ability to say no to the desires of the flesh because you've crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Yeah, definitely. I don't need to add anything to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Actually, this is something that I was curious about, too. What are tangible opportunities for young people today to impact their government? Because I feel like a lot of people seem like I'm, I'm glad this person asked, asked this question because I feel like the government seems so big and we seem so small and we don't know how to, how to impact it. Yeah, I'm so glad we had Savannah on then recently um, because what she said when she graduated high school, she wanted to know how she should get involved in the pro-life community. So you know what she did? She attended every single pro-life event that she could possibly find in her area. Guys, there are so many things that are going around in your very own community Mm -hmm. that you will not know of unless you're actively looking for that. So if you're looking for ways to impact your government, go to your local GOP meeting, go to the local... um, to the local library when there's a candidate meeting meet your school board get involved on the local level because that is Mm -hmm. what impacts you the most teenagers can be precinct committee men and precinct committee women as long as you are will be voting in the next election the number one thing that you can do to find out what you can do to impact your government is going to local political events i would say that's probably correct meet the candidates that are running for office support them walk blocks for them you know volunteer for the people that uh should be in office um Mm -hmm. 
there's there's so much that you can do honestly our um our host platform illinois family action and illinois family institute they have so many events that go on all the time that you definitely just just look them up and see what you can attend in your own where can we find those events is there a website they can go to or well for um for illinois family action and for illinois family institute you would go to um ifiaction.org for illinois family action and that is more politically geared and for uh events like worldview and culture you would go to illinoisfamily.org as for your local meetings your gop town meeting or your school board meeting i would suggest looking on your local park district website on your local library website look up your town and the name of the gop group that's there and if there's not one see what you can do to start it yeah no those are some really good ways to help and other ways to help that you like that probably many people don't even think of as a way to help is the way you live your life like living as a true believer should is and influencing your friends around you or even just talking to your friends about these different topics it helps and it even plants like the seeds of an idea even if it's not fruitful immediately 100 percent. posting on social media those posts are incredibly influential yeah definitely um volunteering too at like like jenna was saying going to all of the events but then also volunteering with um say a candidate you think should be in the government at even a pregnancy center or places like that 100 percent. i'm yeah all right so in our last question before i close out just kind of a fun, lighthearted one. What's your favorite place to shop? Barnes and Noble. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. But I'm pretty sure that Britt and I would have the same taste when it comes to like clothes shopping and whatnot. I think you would go to Target. Yes, that in Plato's closet. <laughs> yes. Well, my favorite place to shop for clothes would be TJ Maxx. That TJ is my Maxx. go-to. I'm literally wearing a dress from TJ Maxx right Look now. Look at you. I, <laughs> Look at you. See, I'm really, like, clothes shopping's not my favorite, but TJ Maxx, I have found some really cute stuff so, there. Such a staple in my closet. In all seriousness, like, my some of my favorite places to shop, though, honestly, Etsy or Barnes & Noble. I'm not going to lie. I it, it's, it's a bookstore. It's so hard to go into Barnes & Noble and not it get anything. It really is. Oh. The books, though, are so pretty. You're, you're like, <gasps> torn between cringing because they have a lot of, like, really, really junky stuff. <sighs> and then also, like, but their classics are so beautiful. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's a struggle. But, no, TJ Maxx is some of the cutest clothes. All right. I think we answered most of the questions that we had. And until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. And as Mark Twain says, the best cure for Christianity is reading the Bible. So go read your Bible. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs>